Welcome to the Points Bet Pre-Game Show. From now until kickoff, join Deion Miller and Jeff Miller talking Bears football. Listen live on AM ESPN 1000 on the Epic at 100.3 HD2 through the ESPN Chicago. Are you ready? Welcome to the Points Bet pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. We're back. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We're back for year two of the Points Bet pregame show. I'm Jeff Meller, along with Dion Miller. We are here to get you set for every Bears game two hours before kickoff throughout the entirety of the season. And, Dion, it is going to be a wet one today, it looks like. I just told you one of my more harrowing commutes into the studio. It was not easy to drive in. A lot of, like, standing water, Jeff. It was – so if anyone is driving, please take your time and be careful because it is – We saw I saw one really bad accident already this morning. So be safe, but it is not a pretty day for and, football. And if you were even being a little bit sluggish, I would say, and you're heading to the game this morning, I would say – Get on the road ASAP because it looks like, as Deanne just said, it's going to be a longer commute than yeah, you may have sure. expected. Tracy Butler is actually going to join us in 15 minutes from now and let you know what I'll say. I'm going to go ahead and venture and say that she's going to say pack a poncho. Yeah. Because <laughs> yes. just yeah, looking at it right now. Mildly. Pack all of your rain gear. It's going to be a wet one. But... That, that's okay. That's okay. We have football, like real football that counts, Jeff. That is the beautiful thing. I'm it so is ready for that. The first NFL Sunday of the year. The Bears kick off with Matt Eberflus, the 17th head coach, making his Bears debut. Justin Fields in year two under Luke Getze. We've got Roquan Smith back mm-hmm. on the field today. No new contract in hand. He's got motivation to play his absolute best. There's lots of things on the agenda. We've got Trey Lance on the other side of the ball with Jimmy Garoppolo lurking. There is lots to talk about. Where would you like to begin today, Deanne? I'll let you go ahead and pick since you had the long, rough commute. Thank you. There is a lot to talk about. Since the last time we did a pregame show, they have cleaned house at Hallis Hall. And they have made such sweeping changes that it does have a different feel when you're there. Mm -hmm. It it does. It, It feels like there is a realistic approach to what they're doing. I think Ryan Pulse has been honest about that. And and I think that's told the fans a lot about where they're at. They want to rebuild this the right way. They want to bring in guys they can mold and, and make their own. I think we'll see some of that today. What I'm looking forward to, though, is tangible evidence of this hits principle that everyone has apparently bought into, right? I want to see that they are playing longer than anybody else to the to the whistle, mm-hmm. right? They they are running to the ball that they that we we see that they put that on film and then we can go from there. Then we can start to analyze what we really have. Today is laying the foundation for this season and I'm I'm excited for that. And I even though the rain is going to wreck a lot of that. I think I, it's it's good to have a starting point and I think we start with Justin Fields, a different guy than he was last year. You mentioned how it does seem like it, you know, they cleaned house since the last time we had a pregame show. And I initially was a little bit skeptical about Matt Eberflus, the hiring of both Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. Same. Because, and you and I actually were, I were on the day that uh, George McCaskey met the media. Uh-huh. And then we were on the day they hired Matt Eberflus right here on ESPN 1000. And we talked about it at the time. And, you know, it was initial reaction. How do you feel? And I was concerned that 
the Bears had made the same old mistake hiring guys who had never done the job that they were hiring them to do. However, listening to Ryan Poles, you know, and again, it's a, a, a very small resume that we have to work off mm-hmm. of. But I do like the approach he has taken so far, in particular, what he did with Roquan Smith. Now, I thought all along it would have been a very easy win PR-wise for him as the rookie GM to go ahead and extend Roquan Smith to a deal that I don't think any, anybody in the fan base would really have criticized. If, if, you, if I had told you the Bears signed Roquan Smith to a long-term deal, What's your initial reaction? All right. They kept their best player. Exactly. And I think most fans would have that approach. However, I think uh, Ryan Poles understands that it's not about the easy victory this year. And my takeaway was it it was a tough negotiation. Roquan Smith wants to be paid like the best linebacker in football. But he has a head coach who just last year was coaching the best linebacker in football in Shaq Leonard. And even though Roquan Smith feels he's earned it, I think Ryan Poles did a good job of trying to get a deal done, but also understanding that it probably wasn't in the team's best interest to just pay Roquan Smith whatever he wanted. So that approach, not taking the easy public victory and saying, no, I'm building a long-term team here and I don't want to hinder myself by just giving this guy. I thought that was an intelligent approach that, again, could have been a very easy win. So that won me over a little bit. Uh, same. I, I think at the beginning of when training camp started, that first press conference, he fumbled things a little bit, right, where he said nobody's going to be on PUP. Then wait a minute, yes, they are. So there was a little bit of, and then, of course, it was Roquan. So a little bit of learning on the job. Yep. But I respect so much the way he handled that entire thing. He didn't, he didn't hide, mm-hmm. right? Roquan shows up at Family Fest that as he requ- says, I've requested a trade. Ryan Poles is there too. What did he, he spoke to the media afterwards where no one thought that would, that was going to happen. He was true to what he had said he was going to do with this team. And it didn't matter that it was Roquan Smith, that it was a name, right? He said, I'm looking at this roster and I'm looking at what I want to build and what we want to build as a franchise. We believe we love Roquan. We think he's great. We'd love to have him. Here's our number. We're sticking to our guns. And I think it earned a lot of respect in that building that he didn't he didn't cave and, and get the easy win. There's no doubt about it because it would have been very easy if you caved to Roquan and acquiesced to his wishes there. Then who knows what the future lays with potential free agents down the road. Someone like Darnell Mooney next yeah. year who's going to probably want to be paid. I expect big things from him as the number one wide receiver in this offense having that connection with Justin Fields. And I say his name there and truly all eyes are going to be on the quarterback, the second year mm-hmm. player, Justin Fields, in Luke Getze's offense who... It was a little bit like I I think everybody had fair criticism about the weapons that they had surrounded him with entering this season, what they were doing. But everybody, I think, is, you know, you try not to be too crazy um, (laughs) based on a preseason football game against your hometown Browns. Right. Oh, gosh. But the disaster that is the Cleveland Browns. Yes. But it looks really good and intelligent and Luke Getze's approach, putting fields in positions where he can succeed. And I think we're going to I'm going to let. People throughout the show will let you hear from uh, analysts who break it down far better than I. And Dion, uh, Kurt Warner, Trent Dill for a couple Super Bowl winning quarterbacks have very encouraging things to say about Justin Fields. We'll let you hear from them. Uh, plenty others as well throughout the, throughout the show. So it's not just us who I think are optimistic. There is the potential for Justin Fields to take a step forward here. 
And it doesn't have to be the Bears winning, you know, double-digit games this season. There can be a lot of optimism and progress just based on what Justin Fields does on the field for us. If they win double-digit games this season, Jeff, I will hand you $100. Okay. Like, no I will, questions I will accept asked. it. Now, con- conversely, if they don't win uh, uh, 10 games, I will not hand you $100, Dion, because I don't Deal. think that's going to happen. Receipts. Keep that, Jake. Yes, yes. Um, one, one thing I will say, every time Luke Getzey talks, I like him more and more. I like his approach, I like the, I, the the one statement that sticks with me is everybody kept saying, are you ready for game one? And how are you preparing? He's like, we're not, we know, we recognize who we are. We're not gearing up for September 11th against the 49ers. We want to stay in this process that we believe in and we believe is going to set Justin Fields up to be successful. I've been asked, I'm sure you've been asked, is he in a better position now to succeed? And you want to argue no, because they didn't really bring a lot of weapons in. But I I say he is in a better position because of the coaches they have around him and and the the relationship he's building with them. I mean, you watch him and Getze on the sidelines. They're always smiling. They're always talking. He's... He's in. He's in. Justin wants to do this right here. Like he believes in what he's doing. He says gets he's super smart. I think the fact that he's worked with Aaron Rodgers as long as he has brings in a tagline on his resume that nobody's had around Justin before. And that's easy to that's easy, easy to get on board with. The again, the easy criticism. And I'll admit, I was hopeful that they would have drafted a wide receiver higher than Bayless Jones, who doesn't look like he's going to play. We don't have the inactives yet, but also all signs point to him not playing today. We'll find out, you know, probably about 20 minutes from now when the inactives roll in, whether or not he'll be on the field, but would be surprised at this point, especially considering the weather we're looking yeah. out at on State Street right now. I'd be really surprised if we saw him play today. So that was the criticism, though. Why didn't the Bears surround Justin Fields with some more offensive firepower? Trent Dilfer who's won a Super Bowl in this league with the Baltimore Ravens, was a very highly drafted quarterback, so he knows what Justin Fields is going through. He was on Ryan Rosillo's podcast, and I thought he had an interesting breakdown of um, how he feels about the position that the Bears have put Justin Fields in. Not as bad as everybody else. I don't think they'll be super dynamic. I agree with those people that have said it's it's not a dynamic skill position roster offensively. I don't think it's bad, though. I mean, I've watched, I actually watched them play more than anybody else in the preseason for whatever reason. And I love what they're doing offensively. I think it can be – I think you can have a solid middling offense with average people. And, and I, people are going to go, well, that's really exciting. <laughs> but if you play good defense and you make good plays, those teams go 9-7. and seven. Those teams go 10 and 6. If you play good defense, you're well coached, you make good decisions, you don't turn it over. I get it. We're in an era where everybody's trying to be explosive, and I want to be too. Like, but your the ultimate job is to win the game. And, and I do believe he's a winner. I do believe the system around him is a winning system. It's just not an overly explosive system. They're gonna have to run the ball well. For this system to work, they have to run the ball from the dot very well. They're gonna have to establish the play action game. And then Justin's going to have to be Aaron Rodgers year two. And if people remember Aaron Rodgers year two, it wasn't always the prettiest passing, but he made plays. You know, you could just feel that this guy was going to, I remember me and Colin used to argue about all the time. Colin wasn't a believer. I was, and I'm just like, Hey, he makes plays when they need him to make plays. They're not the greatest offense in the world. He's not the most consistent of all time, but he's going to be. And he makes plays with his feet, with his arm and critical moments. And Justin's going to have to be that, Here's the term. He's going to have to be clutch in big moments because they're going to play a lot of really close games where it's going to be a one-score game. He's going to have to make a play. 
Super Bowl winning quarterback Trent Dilfer there on Ryan Russillo's podcast pointing out, I think, what you were mentioning there, Deion, about Luke Getze putting Justin Fields potentially in positions. And then there, as you heard, being clutch. Justin Fields may not be the revolutionary quarterback in this in year two that he could one day be. But I thought that was interesting. Aaron Rodgers year two. And, if yeah. you know, that was so long ago at this point. Some people may not remember that Aaron Rodgers wasn't necessarily a finished product when he stepped into the NFL. He sat behind, behind Brett Favre for a few years. And then when he got on the field, he wasn't like automatically league MVP. It took a little bit of time. But the Packers were still able to go 10 and six in Aaron Rodgers second year. And again, I'm not predicting the Bears to have double digit wins here. Although $100 from you would be great. <laughs> but... I'm more optimistic on September 11th today when the Bears are opening this up against the 49ers than I thought I would have been a few months ago because of what I've seen in preseason from this coaching staff. Even a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I looked at the roster when they started training camp, and it's the issue that they have is talent. They don't have a lot of talent. But if Justin can be a reason that they are staying in games, if he Mm -hmm. can deliver in the clutch like that, I think fans can get excited and feel like, all right, we are moving in the right direction. Finally, it's been so long since they've had a quarterback that they feel like they can get excited about what he can provide for the offense. They deserve it. They deserve it. Let's hope it's QB1. It's like not not since the first couple of years when Jay Cutler was starting his Bears career have Bears fans really been as excited. Um, I guess, you know what, I get ahead of my, I, I sometimes forget the Mitch Trubisky era. There was, <laughs> after his rookie year, there was a lot of excitement surrounding him as well. You're right. So, um, you know, although we're at that point. You know what? <laughs> I mentioned Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. This is a perfect opportunity to go ahead and segue to who will be our next guest to promote perfect. Tracy Butler. She's going ABC7's own, your teammate. My teammate. She's going to join us next. Let us know what Bears fans can expect and we'll ask her how she's feeling about the the start of Mitch Trubisky, the Mitch Trubisky era in Pittsburgh, which is her favorite team, of course. So lots to do. I'm Jeff Meller, along with Deion Miller. This is the Points Bet pregame show here on ESPN 1000. This football season, Points Bet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live game same parlay. Bet on the next drive to be a touchdown and cash out on your live second half over bet. With Points Bet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same-game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. And choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with PointsBet Lightning Bets. So whether you're on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code PREGAME to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Continuing, continuing, continuing Bears coverage. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Follow us on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. And we have more Bears right now. The Points Bet pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. I woke up excited. I did. I was like, all right, it's game day. Let's go. Well, of course you did. Of course you did, Deanne. Football is back in our lives for the next four months. I cannot wait. It was nice on Thursday, but now... It was, but now it's like... It's every... The whole NFL slate, which includes, of course, the Bears on the lakefront hosting the San Francisco 49ers. 
And as we are looking outside right now, <laughs> weather is going to play a much larger factor than we probably initially anticipated for a September game, which I know as a season ticket holder, I know plenty of friends who are always excited about going to a early September game. Yeah, it's usually beautiful. They're Flawless, like, if you will. They're like, <laughs> you know, perhaps they look at a day like yesterday and say, boy, 75, 80 degrees, sun, sunshine everywhere. I cannot wait. That's fabulous. That is not what you're going to get today, which is why we figured it was the perfect opportunity to check in with one of our favorite colleagues, mm-hmm. ABC Seven's own Tracy Butler, joining us now here on the Points Bet pregame show. Jeff Meller and Deanne Miller with you. Tracy, for all the fans out there who are headed <laughs> to the game today, can you give them any good news? Um, let's see. Good news. Good news. I'm looking for it. Wait, I'm trying to find it. Okay. Here's my little bit of good news. Um, while it will be raining, it won't be raining as hard as it was earlier this morning. Uh, that's about the best news I can find, you guys. Um, in the words of Jeff Meller, pack a poncho. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it will be wet. Will it be windy yeah. as well, Tracy? You know what? We are going to have some occasional gusts. Uh, right now, uh, we have some gusts out of the north and northeast, anywhere from about 13 to 23 miles per hour. So it is going to be a bit breezy coming in off of the lake uh, at times here this afternoon. I do think what we're going to see a kickoff is just a, a steady nuisance rain more than anything. And, I mean, if it's feasible for you, I would recommend packing a, a small hand towel to take with you to wipe <laughs> off your seat um, so you don't have to sit on a wet seat the whole entire time. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's really going to be a nuisance, if anything. I think uh, second half of the game is a better chance for us to see the rain lighten up a bit and maybe even stop wow. for a little okay. bit of time. But temperatures are going to be in the upper 60s much of the game. And, you know, it's also going to feel a little bit muggy. Mm-hmm. I mean, what an a horrible combination, <laughs> given how it has been for the past how many days. Just close the roof. Can you close? I, oh, wait, see, wait. There's, yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be helpful? Now, here's, now, I know you're a golfer, and I know you know how to read greens and that sort of thing, but the Bears have a whole new surface there. What do you have? I mean, will it will the Bermuda grass be flooded? Like how what's it going to standing water? Like what are we looking at here? Here's the thing. You know, even at Soldier Field right now, there is a flash flood warning in effect until 1215. There will be standing water. I really think it's probably there right now. Mm -hmm. So it is really going to be important to see how well this this fresh lawn, if you will, does drain. I know that that's what they're hoping for there but when you get one to three inches of water in the short amount of time that we have had uh you're it's prone to flooding and and i would have to believe there is a ton of standing water at soldier field um i i'm not sure have they taken the tarp off they uh, have they they have but but fairly recently within the last i'd say 20 minutes or so and the other thing, and Dion, I heard you talking about your commute, and yeah. it's absolutely, again, we have this flash flood warning, and it extends from many of our western and southwest suburbs from Romeoville up to Wheaton, right into the city, up to Evanston. Yeah, I've even seen some reports of uh, up to four inches of rain. Mm-hmm. And again, we've had this just in the past, you know, four or five hours. That's an insane amount mm-hmm. of water. And so, especially on some of our expressways, the Ike, the Stevenson, 
you got to watch for some of those low levels because you can e- easily hydroplane. And I, and I think you said you mentioned yeah. you saw some of that on your way in. Mm-hmm. It was scary. Tracy gives uh, the veteran tip. I love that. Bring a pack of towel. That is, <laughs> as, as somebody who is a frequent game goer, she's absolutely right about that. There's nothing more annoying than, of course, it's going to be difficult as you wake, make your way into the stadium. But the truth is that um, if you can avoid, you know, if you're, find yourself a little bit dry there's nothing worse than getting to the seat and realizing oh my god I, I stayed dry all the way and now i've got a big puddle of water ready for my butt as soon as i sit down very very veteran savvy advice from tracy there bring a towel and i'll also say this if you haven't left yet you better get under your way but also pack a secondary pair of clothes that you can change into on the commute home because that's also miserable, but that can be avoided if you do a little bit of preparation. So that's the type of uh, advice we're going to give to all our listeners out there. As as it is in football, uh, it is in weather. Preparation is key. No doubt about it. Okay, so Tracy, you know I love you, like through and through. Your you. only flaw is that you are a Steelers oh. fan. It is your mm-hmm. only flaw. But I'm curious your thoughts about Mitch Mitchell Trubisky as your starting quarterback today. You know what? New coaching system, new administration. I think we're going to see a new guy on the field that Bears fans did not get to see. I'm excited. Um, Now, you all know, and I've been very vocal, I mean, long before Kenny Pickett was even an official Pittsburgh Steeler, I've been a fan. And, in fact, the Pittsburgh Panthers could have used him yesterday big time against Tennessee. But um, I'm excited. And I think, you know, so much of Pittsburgh and and certainly Chicago, too, is about work ethic. Mm -hmm. And everything I have heard is about the work ethic that this guy has had. And he's he's a captain. His his uh, players, the players seem to really have a lot of respect for him. And so I have to respect that. So I'm excited. I can verify that Tracy was adamant uh, way back before the draft that she wanted the Steelers to draft Kenny Pickett. Um, and so I, she's been adamant. I'm, I'm actually surprised to you be so vocal in your support of Trubisky, Tracy, because I would have thought that you would be clamoring for Kenny Pickett to get the start. You know what? I'm I'm ready for him if he if if Mitch seems to need some assistance. Um, um, you know I'm ready for for QB two to get in there, if you will. But I'm supporting my team. Going to support the team. You know I'm yeah, going to go with Mike Tomlin and and what he's saying. So we'll see how it plays out today, though. We would not expect anything less from you, Tracy. We know you always do support the team. We will be watching, uh, you know, secondarily after the Bears, of course. of course. We'll be monitoring what Mitch does for your Steelers. Good luck to you. We hope you enjoy the Mitch Trubisky experience more than we did here in Chicago. Correct. How about that? We are wishing you I well. I hope so, too. Right. I hope so, too. All right, Tracy. Thanks so much. We appreciate you. Thanks for hopping on with us today. Thanks, Tracy. That is Tracy Butler of ABC7 giving you a weather forecast that as you look out the window, you probably could have predicted. <laughs> and it is not. Uh, it is. She she tried to find the silver linings for she folks did. out there, but um, I didn't maybe, really get it. Maybe it will lighten up and there might be moments in the second half that it stops. I, I mean, it's it's going to be such a a factor in the way that they run the offense and, I, they, and not risking anything with Justin Fields. Yeah, it, it, listen, he's going to face some adversity here in, yeah. in his second season. First game at home, you know, this is going to be a rough one. And you mentioned the grass. Mm-hmm. That's something that we've 
we've been critical of for a long, long time. Um, in fact, you know what? Let me play this here from Devin Hester, who joined Adam Abdali yesterday. Uh, he was in studio and he discussed the turf that we've become accustomed to at Soldier Field. Uh, whenever you upgrade the the, the, the surface, you, you it all it all it, it tends to improve your speed. I hate to say it, but I do know that we had one of the worst fields in the NFL. You know that's a it's a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, we did try to maintain it and do the best we could with what we had. Um, but improving it, wow, that's that's a big improvement. That's that's shocking to my ears. I'm, I'm happy those guys found a solution to fix the turf, and uh, hopefully it will help out and benefit us this year. Devin Hester definitely wow. taking the optimistic outlook on that. We'll see how the new turf holds up at Soldier today. It's going to be put under an absolute test. Would you know? I- you know what Cole Komet told us? He always brings several pairs of cleats for the home games and he has to have the ones with the longest spikes for mm-hmm. soldier field and he was excited about having a new surface to work with they they recognize how difficult and challenging it is this this day is not going to help the city in trying to keep the bears at soldier field well i feel like i really <laughs> I mean, do feel like that ship has sailed i do but um, i'm just saying it doesn't help their argument you're right it's not official well you know we'll see though we'll see yeah. how how the turf holds up we'll um up next, we'll check in with Courtney Cronin, who's at Soldier Field right now. We'll ask her if she can uh, glean anything from what she's seeing out on the field. I, I saw that Lucas Patrick was the first person out on the field to check it and test it out. And we'll see what she's been able to observe from her spot in the press box right now. But, uh, you know, again, it'll be interesting because this is truly a test for the new, mm-hmm. new, the new grass that they've installed. We'll see what it can do. Truth be told, Dion. It can't really be worse than what we've seen in the past. This is true. I mean, it's pretty damn near impossible to do worse with what we've seen with the turf. So if it shows, if if it holds up at all, I think we can look at it and say, well, that that's it did pretty well because it's not. It doesn't have a a high bar to reach. No, from what we've (laughs) seen in the past. Which is sad. That's really sad. But yeah, no. If it holds up, that. That's a tiny victory. All right. So you mentioned, you know, this is not going to help the Bears staying in Soldier Field for the long term. Courtney Cronin covered the Thursday presentation. Poorly timed as well, right? During the middle of the NFL, <laughs> the kickoff. NFL kickoff. I know right. Courtney called that uh, tone deaf by the team the other day. We'll talk to her about that. We'll talk to her about the field. We'll talk to her about the Bears and Actives. We'll do all that next on the Points Bet pregame show. Points Bet pregame show continues on Chicago's home for sports. Ah! ESPN Chicago. Miserable weather, but that does not mean it's a miserable day because it is a beautiful day. It is the first NFL Sunday of the 2022 season, the 103rd. NFL season. Mm-hmm. I'm Jeff Meller, along with Dion Miller. It is our second season of the Points Bet pregame show with you here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. And always right around this time is when we share with you the game day inactives as the Bears have now made those public. Yes, and not overly shocking. The inactives for the Bears today, wide receiver Bayless Jones Jr. He did not practice this week in full capacity. So that is Explains that. Elijah Hicks, defensive lineman Kingsley Jonathan, Jatir, Jatire, Jatir, Carter, offensive lineman. Look at me, look at you, like you're going to correct me. Alex Leatherwood also sure, is inactive. Trev- 
Trayvon Wesco. I told you, it's really bad. Um, tight end, Trayvon, Trayvon Wesco. Wesco. <laughs> I told you, I'm not good at this. Okay, those are the inactors. But the notable among them is who's not there, and that is one Lucas Patrick. So he is active for today, set to make his Bears debut. Ah, and... Where will he play? That is why we bring in Courtney Cronin, who covers the Bears for ESPN and for us here at ESPN 1000. She's at Soldier Field right now in this debacle that is this weather. Just as brutal if you're heading to the game. As I said, pack a poncho. Courtney, how are you staying dry? And what does it look like for Lucas Patrick? Do you believe he'll start at center or guard today? Have you been able to determine anything from what you've seen on the field? Hi, guys. I'm standing. I think it's the, like, north part of the end zone. You wouldn't be able to tell, though, because it's such a monsoon out here. Like, I'm standing in water right now, right behind the end zone. I'm lucky I have rain boots on. I'm The story of this game, the Bears' hope, is not going to be whether the turf holds up or not, but it's probably going to come down to that. They just resotted this place less than a week ago. So uh, it's going to be a wild one and a wet one here today. It definitely feels like a ground-in-town type of day. Uh, I'm waiting for Lucas Patrick to come out right now. I'm standing behind where the offensive line, a couple guys are doing some individual drills. I have not seen him come out here yet, but it is of note, of course, he's not on the injury report. He wasn't on the injury report this week. He is not inactive today. So he will dress. It's just a matter of where he plays. I tend to think, you know, I'm going to repeat what I said earlier this week. It makes sense to keep him as a backup for right now. He did just have his thumb surgically repaired, you know, just over a month ago. And I know he was out here very early this morning, I think, while the tarp was still on. And apparently he didn't have a cast on that right thumb. I would anticipate, though, the Bears are going to end up starting Sam Mustafer at center. And then we'll see whether it is Kevin Jenkins or Lucas Patrick at guard. But remember... Patrick has not played in any game action. Jenkins has been their right guard the last two preseason games. I would anticipate the best role for Lucas Patrick today would be keeping him as guard depth. And to your point, Courtney, with the weather, it would seem definitely a bad spot to start him at center with snapping. Probably going to be critical, not just for a person with a perfectly healthy thumb, but even for, you know, if you're dealing with that as well out in this weather, I would imagine it just seems stands to reason that Sam Mustafer would get the start today. Yeah, and I think this team is comfortable with where they're at, like, depth-wise on the offensive line, maybe in ways that they weren't before, because they made Alex Leatherwood, who they just acquired via waivers, inactive today, along with Jatari Carter, as as Dion said. And that means that Riley Reed is your swing tackle. He's a veteran with a lot of experience, and Lucas Patrick is a veteran with a lot of experience. So I don't think there's anything wrong if they end up keeping the combination of of the starting five that we've seen from the last two preseason games, keeping that as is unless they have a reason in-game to change it and go to Lucas Patrick. Well, that was my question. How soon will Nick Bosa be the reason they have to make some changes there? Well, I mean, they're confident in Braxton Jones. You've heard it all throughout training camp, all throughout the preseason, and they know he's not going to win every rep. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just saw Braxton Jones warming up. He just went inside uh, back to the locker room, hopefully to get dry before he comes back out here. Like, it's going to be a long day because that 49ers pass rush is really good. They have one of the best front sevens in the NFL. How a rookie is able to hold up against that, especially in terms of the run blocking that we're expecting to see, because these are these conditions don't lend themselves to throwing the ball a lot. Nice. I remember, you know, th- think back to that game. I think it was Buffalo and New England late in the season last year 
where they were, you know, they threw the ball like under 10 times because of the rain. That feels like what it's going to be like today because it is so messy out here. You don't know how the field's going to hold up. And you, and you still have two young quarterbacks in both Trey Lance and in Justin Fields who you want to put in a good position in their first game. And, and certainly the elements aren't going to do that, so the game plan has to. So I'm also seeing that 49ers tight end George Kittle is in, officially inactive. So how, how does that benefit? How much of a sigh of relief is that for the Bears? I mean... It is and it isn't because they have so many other playmakers. I know when on Friday, Matt Eberflus was talking about Kyle Juszczyk, their mm-hmm. fullback, who you know, tr- truly is the, the guy who kind of modernized the position. <laughs> Thank in, you, in Courtney. Of- Thank you. You in- know that I drafted him oh, in our fantasy league. Thank you so much. Go all ahead. Right, all right, right. Hold on. All right. We got timeout because we beautiful Courtney. It was, a, it was an accident. She didn't mean to draft him with her first pick. I didn't. She told me this story this morning and I was just flabbergasted. <laughs> with the fifth overall pick, she had Dion Miller has access to the fantasy football guru, myself, who hosts yes. the show every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. And then she informs me, she walks in here, and first thing, she informs me that she drafted <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk with her first overall pick accidentally in a league that Courtney is actually a part of. You, no, no, no. Don't don't let her off the hook that easy, Courtney. We've all... Well, she was having issues getting into the league. And what you had to do, deeds, like delete your account and then I get did. back in. Like, I did. It was a rough Monday for Dion <laughs> trying to get her fantasy uh, football team up. But no, I mean, the guy that's, you know, her number one pick in her, in her, her on her team uh, could have a huge role today because you know how effective the 49ers are at running the ball and giving you a lot of different looks out of the backfield, whether it's Debo Samuel back there, Elijah Mitchell as well, and Kyle Juszczyk. So I think that's probably their workaround for not having that big body threat over the middle of the field for Trey Lance. That is, Courtney Cronin is the best of teammates stepping she up for Dion. She's going to make me look brilliant. Now. And whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, Here's the thing. actually not. Courtney's been covering the Bears game. What she's unaware of is that I've already helped you with the roster move. We've already, re- already released We've already Kyle Juszczyk from Yuschek. her roster, Courtney. I was afraid to do that before kickoff, Courtney. Now I'm really regretting my decision, Jeff Miller. <laughs> Blame it on me. If I mean, I'm, I'm going to leave, leave it up to the fantasy expert on the show right now. But uh, <laughs> that was a very, that was a, a quick era for you, Dion, in keeping Kyle Juszczyk. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Um, all right, so how, how do you expect Matt Eberflus, Courtney, to approach this, at least defensively, because he had a lot of success last year with the Colts against the 49ers last year. I have to imagine Kyle Shanahan, though, who is one of the most well-respected play callers in all of football, is going to approach this differently based on what he had to experience with Matt Eberflus uh, at the helm for the uh, defense in Indianapolis last year. I think Kyle Shanahan's going to have a few tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, and I think he's owed that respect where it is he does get a little bit of the coaching advantage. I mean, this guy has won games with Nick Mullins, so he can do a lot of different things at quarterback because we have all these questions. How how will Trey Lance look? How will they use him? And, you know, I was standing next to Matt Eberflus about 20 minutes ago. He was just kind of taking it all in before, you know, going back into the locker room. They'll be coming out here in a little bit. Um, but, I mean, it's a huge moment for him. It's a moment he's waited a very long time for, and we talked with him about it on Friday. He's, he feels prepared. He feels like his players. They put in a ton of work here throughout the offseason and trying to build something, and you get a massive test right away with a coach who, you know, out-schemes a lot of different people and has a lot of different personnel that he can use at his disposal. So I think, you know, it's certainly a good measuring stick for Matt Eberflus to know it's not going to be perfect today. 
certainly with the weather conditions, but beyond that, everything else, you know, learning how to do this, learning how to make sure you get the play in on time, the communication, you can do all of that during the preseason, but it truly won't feel real until you're doing it in a regular season game. And, and they've got, you know, quite a test today with the 49ers coming to town, with the weather being a factor and two young quarterbacks to boot. What about Roquan Smith, Courtney? What do you expect from him? Do you think he'll be a full go? Um, and do you think he'll see most of his snaps from the middle linebacker position? Or do you think he'll be worked in quite a bit as a weak side linebacker in Eberflus's yeah, system? He, he actually is like, just walking by me right now, going to the locker room. A lot of guys out here have sort of that, um, you know, the, 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 dry, the dry weave, wick weave stuff on. He's got shorts and a t-shirt and a hat. So clearly he's all about bear weather uh, and not trying to keep himself dry because it's inevitable that it's going to be a mess. You know, I think where he's going to fit best in this defense in an off-ball role is at that weak side position with Nick Morrow filling the, the green dot role and, and playing that middle linebacker role. It's, it's going to be a role that allows Roquan Smith to do what he does so effectively, which is, you know, drop into coverage, be, you know, that, you know, kind of roll in the middle of the field. And, and you know, it's a different role from what he had to do in, in the last defenses he's played in here, which was a 3-4. You're playing off more of the defensive linemen in front of you now, like kind of keeping your eyes on their shoulders, seeing, all right, are they going, you know, what does that run fit do and where do I need to be? Like, that's going to be his role. And it's a change for him, but I think it's something that is going to benefit him in the long run because, you know, as we talked about with contracts and everything else, off-ball linebackers in the market for them, it just isn't as lucrative as, as maybe he would have expected it to be. But I do anticipate, you know, he's going to have a huge role as we expect in this defense. And I will say he's done a really good job compartmentalizing, putting all of the contract stuff, all of the stuff in the preseason behind him and focusing on getting ready for this week. Okay, so this game has, you know, 12-7 written all over it. But what is your prediction for how this one plays out? I'm going to say 16-13 49ers because uh, you're right, Dion. This is a messy – this is uh, foreshadowing a very messy game and probably a lot of turnovers, which, you know, that'd be great for Matt Eberflus if they're able to force a lot of turnovers mm-hmm. considering that's, you know, what he's been preaching as a defensive coach for this offense. You know, on the other on the other side of things, how does the cast protection hold up? How does Fields look? How does he hold up under these conditions? And hopefully, um, you know, able to hold on to the ball too. So I think, I, I mean, it's just going to be a low scoring game because of the weather, in my opinion. I don't think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, but I do think the 49ers are able to win a close one, not a big one. Any last minute nugget you want to share with us, Courtney? Before we spring you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for for this. We just we're talking so much about the stadium this week and what that means in Arlington Heights in the future and being able to uh, be here right now. I think there's some fans who are going to realize that playing football indoors is not necessarily the worst thing in the world, <laughs> even though you know the mystique, the, tr- the, the tradition, the history of this place is wonderful. It would be really nice if there was a roof right now. <laughs> you are not kidding about that one, Courtney. All right, do your best. Try and stay dry. Do what you can. We will be following you uh, on Twitter at Courtney R. Cronin for all the latest updates regarding the Bears. Thanks for hopping on with us on the Points Bet pregame show. Appreciate it, Courtney. No problem. Thanks, guys. Take Thanks, care. Courtney. Courtney Cronin, she will be a part of the pregame show all season long with us. 
here on ESPN 1000. Any thoughts on what she laid out for us there, just the weather or just any of the notes that she gave us, Deanne? Well, I'm regretting dropping Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. <laughs> just that's, kidding. That's the uh, least no. of our, our, your <laughs> concerns, our I promise you. No, I, I think she's she's right about it. will be interesting to see how they end up lining up the O-line because they wouldn't put Lucas Patrick out there if they didn't feel like he could be effective in some way. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they play with that, especially with the conditions. I, I wonder if, you know, it seems like the best line would be Patrick at center and Tevin Jenkins at right guard. Yeah. But I wonder if because of the weather, because he's dealing with a thumb injury, yeah. and obviously snapping is going to be critical in today's game, more so than it normally would be because you're, you're going to have to be concerned about dealing with a wet football. I wonder if this weather in particular is going to you know, force him to the bench for today's game only. You know, that, yeah. I, do, I do wonder, and I do think that Luke Getze... You know, they brought him in because he knows the offense well. He could, you know, Justin Fields being a second-year quarterback is somebody who you can lean on your center in the huddle to help you along in that situation. But I do, it does look like if any, if ever there was a day they were going to play it cautious with Lucas Patrick, it might be a day like today because of the weather and his thumb. No question. And as recently as Wednesday, he hadn't snapped a ball with a cast on or, mm-hmm. or a, what do they call it, a club? Is that, what do they call it? Well, yeah, the club. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, he's never, he'd never done that. So, we and we we didn't watch enough practice to know if he had been able to do that. So yeah, it does. Well, everything we've seen publicly, he has not. He has not. Yeah. She's Dion Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. Plenty more to come. We've got Teddy Greenstein coming your way at 11:15. Dion's notebook up at the top of the hour. This is ESPN 1000. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games. Which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same game parlay. Bet on the next drive to be a touchdown and cash out on your live second half over bet. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. And choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with PointsBet Lightning Bets. So when you're on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code PREGAME. To get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. There's football. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet pregame show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. It is football weather outside. It is raining. <laughs> if you're headed to the game, make sure you pack some dry clothes because it does not look fun. Tracy Butler already gave us a weather update and uh, not a whole lot of good news for you guys headed to the game. The only good news we have is that football is back. That's, yes. that's what I'll give the folks that out is there, Deanne. the bonus of the day. Uh, the Bears host the San Francisco 49ers, the team that they played last year at Soldier Field on Halloween. When the 49ers beat the Bears 33-22, to mm-hmm. Matt Nagy, of course, was at the helm, so we're hoping for a different result today. But the two things that stand out to me from that game, okay. or you know what? Do you remember that game well? Or Bits I'm, and pieces. I'm springing this on you. Yeah. The two things that stand out to me, in my opinion, the my favorite play 
that Justin Fields had yeah. as a member of the Bears, the run, the fourth down and one run where he uh, broke backside and uh-huh. ended up taking it to the house. That was a fabulous, fabulous so play. I just watched that again yesterday. My yeah, fa- that's really that, nice. that was my favorite yeah. play that Justin Fields provided last season, even though there were uh, some really nice throws against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That play um, is the reason why, you know, what you saw in that moment was why the Bears moved up and to trade him. Mm-hmm. The ability to keep defenses off balance with that ability to run, but also to complement it with his hope, you know, what he does as a passer. Yeah. And the Debo Samuel awful tackling that yes. he took for 82 yards, which ultimately, which eventually set up a very short touchdown for the 49ers that broke the game open. Those two plays stand out to me. So it'll be interesting to see how the bears, you know, just a year, less than a year later, yeah. what they show us, it'll, you know, under Matt Eberflus, somebody who, as we've talked about, harps on the hits principle. It'll be really interesting to see what he does and what Justin Fields can do under Luke Getze. Now, a man who was not a part of that game last season, who we are expecting to make his NFL debut, Braxton Jones. Braxton Jones will be, it looks like, the starting left tackle for the Chicago Bears. And I had a chance to talk with him when I was in with Jesse Rogers as we were filling in for Waddle and Sylvie. I thought it was interesting. A rookie who sounds like a 10-year veteran, we asked him specifically, what type of goals have you set for yourself during this rookie season? Uh, one of my goals, I, I even told a couple of teams in doing like combine uh, interviews and stuff, was to get my first start under my belt within my rookie season. That was one of my big goals, and you know I knew that it would take a little bit of uh, time to develop a little bit, but I felt myself exceed a little bit um, and go over some of those bars. And I surprised myself a little bit, honestly, in um, some of the stuff I've done. But I think, obviously, there's such a long ways for me and, and the things I'll be able to do once I get certain things down, like seeing the box and, and stuff like that. But, you know, those were some of my goals that I – you know, I still want to accomplish, and obviously there's more to that as well. I love that as a rookie, he wasn't too ambitious, very humble, said, look, I wanted to make a start in my rookie season. That was the I goal. like him so much. He's very smart. He he is not too big for the moment, understands where he's at, understands what he needs to work on. But this is a guy from Southern Utah, mm-hmm. fifth-round pick. They went 1-10 in 10 yes. last year. He's This is quite the uptick from the competition that he is used to facing. And he seems to have taken it all in stride. As Ryan Poles told us just last week, he he earned it. He earned it. That's the key. Ryan Poles will have an absolute feather in his cap if Braxton Jones works out and can be the long-term solution at left tackle. It will be an absolute coup and a steal if if you found your left tackle in the fifth round. And as you mentioned, Ryan Poles has been effusive in his praise Mm -hmm. for Braxton Jones. So I'm... Very excited to see what he can do against a huge test on the other side of the ball in Nick Bosa. I like the word coup. That's fun. Yes. Well, (laughs) nicely nicely dropped. Sometimes (laughs) sometimes the word coup. That was nicely dropped, though. That Uh, was good. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Up next, Dion's going to take you inside of Hallis Hall throughout the week. We give you Dion's notebook, what you need to know from all the key players up at Hallis Hall. I'm Jeff Meller. She's Dion Miller. This is the Points Bet pregame show on ESPN 1000.